Twitter handle, at Religion of Woke, all one word. So I want to tell you about a story of friendship, about a friendship I had, and still have. But about 20 years ago, I went to Burning Man. This is like a giant party that they have. Uh, it's in Nevada, but it's, the people that go there are uh, from the Bay Area, like San Francisco, rich tech people. And it's like a crazy desert made out of like talcum powder instead of sand. And uh, everyone who normally goes there, they stay in a tent. And they stay up all night. And they go to sleep, you know, they stay up all night till who knows what, like 6 a.m. And then they go to sleep in their tent. And then the sun hits their tent. And then, the you know, the tent is 112 degrees by 8 a.m. And then they get up and do it all over again. But they do have these little uh, camps where if you're special, you can have electricity. And so the people I went with happened to, uh, they rented an RV that had air conditioning, and then we stayed in a camp that had electricity. So you just plug, we just plugged the uh, RV into the electricity, and so we had air conditioning. And my particular bed was like the cab over bed, like the part that's above where the driver is, and that's where the air conditioner blows its cold air. And so, while everyone else was having to get up at 8 a.m. because of the heat, I was, like, in that spot with air conditioning blowing 24-7 and, like, trying to find people who would, like, give me an extra blanket because I was too cold. But needless to say, I slept well. So, Burning Man, it's kind of like a rave, um, you know, like a, a big dance party, basically. And something you don't know about me but I hate to dance. Every time I dance, every time I, every time I move my left arm or my right arm or my left leg or my right leg, it makes me feel uncomfortable. It's not like, oh, my body is moving and I don't have to think about it. It's like left, right, left, right. You know, it's like left arm, right leg, left leg, right arm, whatever. It just, it consumes my brain. It makes me feel incredibly uncomfortable. And so there I was in the middle of like 20,000 people who were you know, a 20,000 person strong dance party, and I hate to dance. So in this group of friends and friends of friends that I was embedded in, um, there's one other guy who didn't dance. And I don't know if he doesn't like to dance or not, but anyways, he doesn't dance. And so let me tell you, when you're in a 20,000 strong dance party and you find a friend who uh, also doesn't dance, you become very, uh, you become very good friends very, very quickly. And so, funny thing is, I only went to Burning Man once, but I have another friend, like a very, very good friend, who went to Burning Man the year after me, and he doesn't like to dance. And so, he became very, very good friends with that buddy who also doesn't dance. So, if any of you guys ever hear this, any of you non-dancers, you, you two non-dancers that I'm talking about, I love you guys. Keep on not dancing. So I have this dog, this little dog. He's a rescue dog, three years old, 18 pounds. And he actually comes from Fresno, California, but that's not where I live. They, they were shipping dogs out of Fresno, California to all the pounds and whatnot around there but anyways he's a funny dog he's uh sometimes uh, you know like is he stupid or does he have a le learning disability and i don't know 
if dogs can have a learning disability, but that's that's what I think he has. Like I put it in a dog door, like I had a cat door, but it was too small. So I put it in a dog door, a small dog door. And I basically had to, you know, make him go inside to outside, inside to outside 25 times before he understood that's how a dog door works. But he's not just like lying on his side with his tongue hanging out and drool everywhere. So I don't think he's like a retarded dog. But I have a charitable view of my dog, and uh, so yeah, I don't. I don't think he's dumb. He just, he's just, he, he's slow to learn. But then when he learns it, he learns it real good. So whatever kind of, you know, of the five types of intelligence that a dog has, whatever that is. But the other couple of things that have taken him about twenty-five attempts to learn is, uh, if you have a bed that's too high for a short dog. You put a stool next to the bed, and so then the dog will jump onto the stool and onto the bed. And I think a smart dog is going to understand how that works after they do it, like, you know, once, maybe twice. But it took my dog about 25 times to fully understand that the floor and then the stool and then the bed was like, you know, the sequence of things. But he totally gets it now, and, uh, you know, he's applied that information to uh, how to go up steps. So that's good. Ah, hell. Back in the day, I really liked that movie Juno. Where Ellen Page was going to get an abortion or something with the guy from uh, Arrested Development. Maybe she was going to keep the baby. That was one or the other. But Ellen Page transitioned into uh, Elliot Page. Anyways, born a girl, now a man. But anyways, back in the Juno days, I, I thought that that Ellen Page was uh, pretty hot. And so, you know, I always wanted to see her topless, basically. But anyways, a picture of her on Twitter, topless, came out just the other day. And uh, whatever, she's cut. She's got like a six-pack. Maybe it's not true. Because anyways... She looks exactly like a very handsome man. So I oppose organic food. Like at the store I shop at, organic celery is the same price as non-organic celery right now. So I buy the non-organic celery. I think organic food is kind of a, it's a marketing ploy to appeal to like women of a certain age, or maybe just all women. I'm sure male feminists also eat organic. I haven't checked lately, but I looked up, you know, is organic food better than you? I looked that up one time. And the answer was, it's exactly the same nutritionally as normal food. The one big difference was that it's actually more dangerous than normal food. Because they use, like, animal poop as a fertilizer. And animal poop is what salmonella comes from. Actually, I think it's E. coli. So, you know, you get your organic spinach that's been, uh, had animal poop with E. coli gotten on it. Well, you might get E. coli. So there you go. That's what you get for your virtue signaling about organic food. Okay, so it's not good for the eater. The other thing is, I don't think it's good for the environment. Like, I don't know what the ratio is, but, uh, 
you know, just a non-organic farm probably produces, who knows what, five times as much food per acre as an organic farm. So when you got starving people around the world and, you know, India and Africa or whatever, and then over here in America, you know, someone in Connecticut is doing a 10-acre farm all organic, that's just stupid. Although I will say, I love homegrown produce. That is the best. But I think that's more because it's fresh. I mean, you know, organic. You know, I think maybe some people confuse those things. They think organic means fresh. It don't. But fresh produce definitely is better than normal. Tastes better. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, organic food doesn't taste no better. Now, factory farming is a bit more of a sticky wicket. I've heard it brought up a number of times, like, like you know, now we look back on slavery and we say, that's terrible. But, you know, at the time, people were like, oh yeah, slavery, that's just what we do. So then the question is, well, what is the thing that we're doing today in 2021, or whatever year it is, that people in the future are going to look back on it and be like, you barbarians, you evil people. And the most common answer I hear is factory farming, I think like especially with pigs. Like, pigs are as smart as dogs, so, you know, if you ate dogs, which, if you did, that would be fine. I mean, eating an animal is fine, but uh, if you ate dogs, you know, would you put them in a little cage until they got to, whatever, six months and then kill them? You probably wouldn't do that, so I guess that's kind of what we're doing with pigs. But again, you got starving people, so, you know, a factory farm can crank out cheap-ass meat. And if you want to do it on a 10-acre farm in Connecticut, you're going to have $13 a pound pork chops. Another thing I'm against is recycling. Now, you know, I don't mean, like, if you tear down a house, you know, maybe you should take out the copper wire and whatever. Send that to the recycler and they can make some more wire. And then they don't have to dig it out of the ground. That's fine. That's not the recycling I'm talking about. Hate to say it, but once again... The kind of recycling I don't like is the kind of recycling that women like to do. And possibly male feminists. I mean, now that China has stopped taking recyclables, um, you know, most of the stuff is not worth even messing with. You know, China made it worthwhile because maybe, whatever, they'd burn a lot of it. They put a lot of it right into the atmosphere and that made it reasonable. But if you're trying to keep your recycling clean, it's not feasible to make any money off of it. Like, I think, like, glass... It's cheaper to dig up sand than it is to crush glass and make new glass out of it. Even though it does have to be a certain kind of sand. And paper, like if you ever see, you know, you see like a, I don't know, you buy something, it'll say, made with 20% recycled paper on it. And anyways, whatever that thing is, it's not as good a quality as if it had just been made from new paper. And second off, like all they can do is get like 20% of the of the recycled paper into it, like... Recycled paper is not usable like normal paper. So, you know, they, they put in a little bit of recycled paper to make a worse product because they want you to, you know, because you, you're going to be like, oh, I'm doing a good thing. I'm buying something that's 20% recycled paper. So anyways, you know, there's starving kids in Africa. Just buy new paper. I think uh, metal is something that can be recycled and is uh, economical. That's, you know, metal's the manly one. Trying to recycle plastic, right? I mean, basically, no one does it anymore. But it's a waste of time. The thing that really bugs me about plastic is, uh, oh, you know, women of a certain age, right? They are, they're maniacal about 
reusing, washing and reusing their plastic Ziploc bags. Like, you know, that bag just had a bunch of salmonella-covered raw chicken in it, and now I'm going to wash it and dry it and reuse it. That, I don't like that. The thing about plastic bags is they're made out of oil, you know? The same thing as gasoline. So a pound of plastic bags probably uses about as much oil as a pound of gasoline. You know, so if you, like, religiously wash your plastic bags for a year... You probably save yourself, you know, maybe six ounces of plastic bags that you would have had to buy new. So if you want to be good for the environment and save six ounces of oil, well, just don't drive to the tune of six ounces of driving. So depending on your car, you know, that's probably, who knows, three miles or something. Let's call it five miles. So there you go. You can wash your bags for the entire year, or you can just somehow avoid driving five miles one time. But I swear, some women, they would drive five miles to come tell me to wash my bags. Something that bugs me is when they translate foreign words into English. They use real funky spelling when it doesn't have to be that funky. Like I'm trying to learn about the Uyghurs, see what's going on over there. That's the Muslims in China that some people say they're doing a genocide. I don't know. But anyways, they have a province, you know, it's like a U.S. state, and it's uh, Xinjiang. And the first letter in Xinjiang is an X. And so that province was kind of started getting ruled by China during the Qing dynasty. And the first letter in Qing is Q. And I know in China, like, they don't pronounce... The SH sound the same as us, I guess, and they probably don't pronounce the CH sound the same as us. And so I guess they just take, they take like the letters that are going to be most obviously nothing to do with the sound, and they throw them on there. They throw X and Q on there. But I think they just, they should have just done CH and SH. And you know, if you want to go learn Mandarin or whatever, you know that uh, the Chinese say SH a little differently than we do. Uh, it's no big deal. And then the rest of us can just see, you know, General Xi, S-H-I. Now I don't even know about that I.